Good day, everybody. Thank you for joining us. It is time for your Monday interview right here on GFBS, Grand Fork's best source. Today, we are about to be joined by Travis Chasen, owner of Brothers Firearms, along with Brian Robbins of Self-Defense LLC. They're here to talk about the legal use of force, lunch, and learn coming up on May 5th at Brothers Firearms Shop. But before we get to that, we're going to give a quick shout out to our friends at Brothers Firearms, where they're located right here in the Grand Cities Mall, just down the hall from us. They buy, sell, and trade new and used firearms. Brothers has got you covered with anything you need from tons of firearms, silencers, all the way to flamethrowers. And Brothers Firearms is veteran-owned. Check out Brothers Firearms in the Grand Cities Mall in Grand Forks, open Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and on Saturdays from noon to 4. Brothers Firearms, protecting America since 2015. And you can check them out online, brothersfirearmshop.com. All right. Well, welcome back, Travis. How are you today? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, and and you're, you're just on a couple months ago, but we got a big thing we're talking about. You got a guest along with you today, Mr. Brian Robbins of Self Defense LLC. Welcome. We'll give it a cloud clap for both of you guys here. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yes, yes. We got, we got a lot to talk about, but you know, to keep up, uh, John John Roberts is out of town today, so I'm filling in. Uh, I got to keep up his tradition of jokes. My neighbor tells me. Uh, I got a Monday joke, so that's, I'm not guaranteeing the quality of it. So here we go. It's, it's pretty quick. After Monday and Tuesday, even the calendar says WTF. Yes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope that, I hope, I hope that fit, fit the quality for you, John. <laughs> but if you have questions or comments for Travis or Brian, we make sure to ask them in the GFBS live chat on the so, social media channels for Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or call or text in 701-213-0863. We'll see if you've got Al saying hi in the chat room there. What's up? Uh, so, Travis, I know it's been two months since you're last on here. Um, I, I kind of just gave a re-listen to the show just uh, last night there, just to get caught up on it. There, I, I thought it was a, if people missed it, just I, I highly recommend people check it out because I thought it was like a nice, just kind of a gun, not like gun ownership, but just kind of like gun firearms 101. There, talking about all the differences there with like uh, uh, differences between concealed carry and open carry, constitutional carry, state reciprocity differences. And then there was, at the time, a couple months ago, there was the introduction of some uh, state legislation for conceal and carry on campus for veterans, uh, differences like that. Have you been keeping up with how that's been following up on over the last couple months or is it still working its way through? I think the state legislation session just wrapped up over last weekend. I haven't uh, checked anything yet, but we've got the master here uh, to to further clarify anything like that. Brian uh, owns Ready Defense LLC, specializes in uh, concealed carry instruction and all kinds of uh, defensive uh, pistol training or firearms training. Yeah, yeah. So, so Brian, have you been keeping up with like? It seems like almost every year, every state legislation session, they're they're always introducing new, uh, new types of legislation, new bills. And yeah, just a couple months ago when we were talking about it, Travis and, and John, they were going over. It was like, yeah, I believe it was like new, uh, opening up, opening it up a little bit more for for veterans or for just conceal and carry on campus uh, for veterans. Uh, have Have you been keeping up to date with that? I was trying to keep up on this this morning update. There was a Doug Burgum signed in a. a lot of new legislation over the weekend as the latest session just wrapped up there 
Yeah, I try to keep up on as much of that as possible. Yeah, you're right. There's, I mean, between North Dakota, Minnesota, across the nation, you know, even with the number of states now going constitutional carry, there's so much going on locally, nationwide. There's just a lot to keep up on. So, yeah, I can try to answer any of those questions as best I as best as I can, too. Yeah, how about for the, uh, there was like conceal and carry on campus. I know that was one of them that was talked about a couple months ago. Has there been anything uh, that pro- progressed on that? As far as North Dakota? Yeah, North Dakota or Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, I would have to look specifically at North Dakota <laughs> and get caught up on some of yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I know there was some stuff there. And yeah, you mentioned some of the veteran stuff, too. We'd have to look at, look at some of that and get caught up on some of that, too. Yeah, I was I was trying to get caught up on everything. There was a lot was that a went lot. through over this yeah. last weekend, and I, I just I was trying to find that one, and it was like digging through. A, there were so many links, so many news items. I got a bunch of stuff in this this morning update at the top of the nine o'clock hour, but uh, I mean that could be some stuff for for, for next time. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we're here today to talk about the. Brian, you're going to be heading up the Legal Use of Force Lunch and Learn. And when's the date for that coming up here? Yeah, that's coming up this Friday, May 5th, and we're going to have it. It runs from noon to 1, uh, and if people want to come early and get some food, because we're going to have some food available for that, um, have have some tacos. And- yep, yep, Cinco de Mayo, so we're doing a taco bar. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is our first one, so uh, we'd love a great turnout, and... Uh, this is going to set the precedence for follow-on courses of instruction that we plan on doing as often as we can. And that's going on right at Brothers, right? Yep, yep. Uh, we're going to do it right in the store, right during the middle of the day. Um, so at least, uh, at the very least, come on down and hang out for an hour and yep. maybe learn something. Um, are our friends from the USCCA coming down? Yeah, he's talking about coming down. There's a, a USCCA local rep out of Sioux Falls, I believe, Yes, that yep. may come up for that. Um, but yeah, this is all U.S. Concealed Carry Association curriculum. Very good information. Uh, what they present in their curriculum is kind of a nationwide look at some of this, some of the legal use of force aspects. Um, but we can certainly talk about state law, whether it's Minnesota, North Dakota, Century Code. We can we can talk about specifics with with some of that as well. But very good curriculum. Yeah, it starts at I've got it listed from eleven thirty to one. But if you come close to noon. Uh, we should be good. We do ask people to pre-register for that since there will be food. I, I see it. the website is usconcealedcarry.com. And I think, Paul, we got a image here we could flash up that has a QR code. So if people are watching this on the video, they could just scan their phone to see the QR code and get that. Uh, uh, yep, that one there should. Yep, there we go. So there's a QR code. So we'll leave that up there for a couple of minutes here. So if people want to... Go ahead and just scan that, and they'll take you right to the link to register for it there. And I think it was $30 for the registration, correct? Yep, $30. That obviously includes the lunch um, and then the one-hour session of training. And, yeah, it's, it's very, very good material, and we, we welcome people to come, and we like questions about use of force. Um, and if we don't have the, the answer, we'll, we'll find the answer for you. Yeah, so... Um, so this is, Travis, you said this is the first one that, that Brothers is putting on. What, what was the inspiration to put on something like this at, at Brothers? Uh, we're, we're just looking for uh, more uh, unique and dynamic ways to interact with our community and then grow um, our knowledge base as a whole uh, and, and just, you know, offer better services. Um, and part of gun ownership is gun safety and... Uh, what to do um, in critical situations and things like that. And this is kind of where it all starts. 
Now, I'm, I'm kind of a lay person when it comes to guns. My dad taught me a little bit when I was growing up, just kind of just, just like the basics. And, and, and my, uh, we're, we're talking earlier with some other uh, uh, mutual acquaintances we know that, that uh, has uh, uh, knows guns. And it's just kind of like how I've just, I kind of went target shooting a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I know my dad and, and other acquaintances that kind of showed me the basics for gun safety. Uh, from what I remember, it's been a, a long time since I shot a gun. But I always remember, always make sure the chamber's empty and make sure the safety's always on. Or is that safe to say? I don't know. It's been a long time for me like the at least two main go-tos for gun safety yeah i mean you can look back at the four universal safety rules right and the first of which maybe one of the most important treat every gun as if it's loaded um then make sure you're watching where your muzzle is pointed keeping your finger off the trigger and then knowing your target and what is beyond so those those four safety rules right there if we employ those we're gonna we're gonna be pretty safe and those are some of the things that we cover in our classes and then of course we go beyond that as well yeah, I was looking on the listing for, for um, oh, Paul, I see Paul's here as something. Well, I may be jumping the gun here. Maybe you're going to go into it. But in addition to, um, you know, handling the weapon yourself, are you, you are also cover um, one of the biggest concerns I have as a gun owner is I have uh, children. Mm-hmm. And so I have a really difficult time having it loaded and ready to go when, you know, if they were to get a hold of it, it would freak me out. So yeah. I, I have it. You know, the safety on, not one in the chamber and in the safe, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But if somebody comes into my house, that doesn't seem like it'd be very effective. Yeah. And, and based on what class we're teaching, we can certainly cover some of those things. Those questions come up all the time. And the best thing that I like to tell people, especially if you have, you're used to carrying a firearm, just even keep your firearm on you when you're in your home. And then when you don't have your firearm on you, then, yeah, you would have to take some more precautions to have that, that firearm locked up. Um, a lot of people like to use small safes that have like a biometric type entry system on them so they can keep their firearm right in that safe and then just use a fingerprint to very quickly open that safe and, and, and get access to that firearm if, if they needed that. So, yeah, there are a lot of, lot of things that we could talk about with that. Um, but, yeah, we can certainly talk about that more if you'd like. That's cool. Sounds like very open to questions outside of what yep. you're what you're going to be have on hand for people to go mm-hmm. over. I I saw on the listing there. There's uh, uh, when I was looking on the registration link on the website there, like be going over like maybe some going over examples of certain scenarios and how those may come into play. Can maybe elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, when we talk use of force, we talk and we frame it in the context of making sure that you're using force in a reasonable way. And what does that mean? And, and we're going to talk about that. And this is not legal advice that we're going to be going through in this legal use of force lunch and learn. Um, this is just good everyday information for people as they are carrying guns or as they are in their homes and they have to defend themselves in some way. What, uh, what would a reasonable person do in, in that scenario? And yeah, we do offer different scenarios and we'll walk people through the four main things that they should be looking at as they are considering the use of deadly force and use of force in general, because not all use of force is the use of deadly force. Um, and we'll break that down as well and talk about use of force, use of deadly force, when, when it would be appropriate, when it would not be appropriate. Because when, it, when, when you think about it, the use of deadly force is going to carry a lot of legal consequence. It's going to carry a lot of moral consequence, um, financial consequence, so we need to think about what we're doing and think ahead of time. Hey, if I'm in this situation, what would I, what would I do? And not be formulating a plan when we're in the heat of, of that moment and the heat of that critical incident. 
kind of start to get the muscle memory laid down, yeah. plant those seeds for, you know, if this hopefully last resort scenario happens, yeah. uh, what should be some of the first things going through people's minds? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I, I know I kind of want to say it too, it's, it's, it's such a unique world that we're in today. I see uh, jobs now and schools, you hear so many stories now uh, having to go through like active shooter training, things like of that nature. Is, is, when, when you see of that, hear stories of that going on, is, is that another maybe branch that gets explained in some of your classes too, or that people are, you're open to questions about? Yeah, we're definitely open to questions. You know, if someone were to find themselves in a situation where maybe it's in the mall or it's at Walmart or we're at some public place, what are you going to do if you start hearing gunfire? Um, you know, maybe the best option is to go ahead and evacuate and, and get out. Um, get, you, get yourself and your family out of that situation. We talk about all those things. Yeah, I'm certainly open to questions, and we can, uh, we can talk, hey, would I evacuate? Would I stay there and have to defend myself and my family? It really depends on the situation, and there are so many variables that we could talk about associated with that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm certainly open to, to those type of questions as well. Now, we mentioned a little earlier about just, and I, I know, Travis, I'm sure you could uh, uh, get, get in on this here, too, like uh, just like general gun safety one-on-one. Uh, say if people can't make, make, make it out make it out here uh, to Brothers for this, this upcoming May 5th for, for this, uh, 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 this event, uh, can, do, do you have resources available if people come in for similar questions like this or just make yourself available for, for like gun safety, self-defense, uh, things of that nature? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, for us, you know, diverting to people that do a job better than what we can offer um, or or we'll try to answer it in-house. Um, anything safety-related, I, I defer any any firearms training to Brian. Um, you know, he's he offers a whole suite of classes. It's not just beyond, um, you know, uh, concealed carry and, and other specific um courses with uh very uh, particular outcomes but just general safety firearm safety uh weapons training safety uh, defensive shooting tactics everything it's it's a full he, he offers everything um it's 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 awesome um and when it comes to having stuff like setting up your house um to uh like Paul had mentioned earlier, uh, setting up your house to make it so you feel safe, right? So it's everything's ultimately a risk tolerance, and it's it's a sliding scale on where you want to be versus where it's what's safe for your family and what's safe for you. Um, the more you lock your gun up, the more safe it inherently is. However, the longer it's going to take you to react to a situation. Uh, so you've got to find out where your tolerance is. Um, I use a biometric key code safe at home. Um, and everything else is, and I've got my one loaded firearm in that, um, everything else is locked up and it's pretty much useless if there was going to be an invader in my house. Um, you know, and that's just where I'm at with my risk tolerance. Uh, Everyone has so many different levels of risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. That is, that's, that's a, that's a great thing to branch off of because, uh, would you say you, uh, uh maybe just one or two I- examples? I don't want obviously give away the whole thing for what you guys will be going over for ways that for people to help uh, prepare their home for uh, make them feel safe in, in this type of scenario. So maybe we can go into about. Yeah, I, I can certainly talk to that. You know, it, it starts even on the outside of your house. How's my lighting on the outside of my house? Uh, do I have motion lighting on the outside of my house? Um, 
before I would open the door to someone, am I looking outside the door to see who's there? Um, and do I even need to open the door for this person? Uh, there's a lot of different technology things that are out there as well. Like I guess they got those Nest cameras. Yeah. 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 There's some great, great resources out there for people today where you can look out there. And if something doesn't seem right about that situation, maybe you should call law enforcement and have them come and confront that person outside of your door. Instead of you opening that door and then you opening that door, that opens up you to that threat. So starting outside, you know, we talk about lights, locks, whether or not I'm going to open the door. If there's somebody pounding on your door at midnight, do I really want to open that door for that person? I, I don't think so. I think I'm going to be calling law enforcement. Um, so things like that that we can talk about um, in this use of force class because, you know, when you step into a situation, maybe it's just the intent to, to use force to protect your property, which we're going to, we'll talk about in this class, whether that's a good option or not. When you use force to defend your property, you open yourself up then to maybe increasing that force and maybe that becomes a deadly force type scenario so a lot of things that we can talk about um, but yeah when we talk about home security personal security yeah those are all things that are very important situational awareness am i walking around do i have my head in my phone or do i have my head up and i'm looking and i'm seeing what's going on around me Um, those are those are big things the more time we have if we can recognize an issue recognize a threat that creates more options for us um, instead of just walking blindly into something too I really like that example you said about keeping your head up and just yeah. being you know, cognizant of your surroundings. So there was uh, just hearing, I remember it just kind of brings back memories of hearing in interviews with some celebrities who make, they, you know, they kind of have that, uh, you know, they're, hey, I'm a public, I'm a public target. I got to, uh, they use the analogy, uh, windshield wipers for their eyes, just constantly, you know, making sure that there's no one shady trying to get, get the jump on them or something of that yeah. nature. Yeah. So, Right now, I am joined with Travis Chasen, of Brothers, owner of Brothers Firearm Shop, and Brian Robbins of SD Self-Defense LLC, and we are talking about the upcoming Legal Use of Force Lunch and Learn going on at Brothers Firearms this, this upcoming May 5th from 11.30 to 1 p.m. Uh, we'll have more with them in just a moment, but right now, I want to make sure to talk about our friends at CNH Insurance of East Grand Forks, where they began with the goal of building an agency with the highest of principles, personalized attention, and service. This concept remains to be their priority today. They strive to give everyone who walks through their doors special attention and the best customer service possible. Their agents have over 50 years of combined insurance experience, and they are licensed in Minnesota, North Dakota, and even Arizona, too, for all you snowbirds. So for all your insurance needs, contact Justin, Jody, or Tammy at 218-773-0287 or stop by their location at 1427 Central Avenue Northwest in East Grand Forks. That's CNH Insurance of East Grand Forks. GFBS insures through CNH, and so should you. All right. We are back with Travis Chasen, owner of Brothers Firearms, and Brian Robbins of Self-Defense LLC. If you have questions or comments for either of them, please ask either in the GFBS live chat on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or Rumble, or call or text 701-213-0863. All right. So, 
Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Self Defense LLC? I know well, Travis mentioned earlier that he's your go-to reference for uh, all kinds of gun safety, self defense, and everything that you'll be talking about. I know you got a. We're talking a little bit before we went on the air. You got a, a website, and you're on. You got a Facebook. Uh, people can find you on. Yeah, Ready Defense LLC is the name of my business. Um, yeah, people can. I'm sorry, I said Self Defense LLC. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, I got that mixed up. It sounds good, though. <laughs> I got, I got, well, I'm getting tongue-tied today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, Ready Defense LLC. Uh, yeah, people can contact me uh, via Facebook, or people can call me or shoot me a text. Um, it's 218-506-1700, as well as my number. So people can certainly contact me. I do anything from private instruction, one-on-one, or with small groups, uh, up to teaching eight-hour defensive shooting fundamentals classes. Uh, we do, uh, we're about ready to add on an AR-15 fundamentals class as well. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, we do anything from these one-hour classes where they're very well tailored to like a lunch and learn like this, or we do those, uh, you know, six to eight-hour defensive shooting fundamentals classes. So there's a lot that we can we can do. And Sometimes, too, we've worked with businesses, we've worked with groups, and we can tailor something to what someone is requesting as well. We've worked with some uh, church safety groups as well, so there's a lot of different things that we can do, and we can tailor uh, tailor some different things to different needs. That's cool. I've got a question, too. Oh, yep, go ahead. Um, so, you know, you said, like, maybe uh, those private lessons. Mm-hmm. So would that be something that, you know, if uh, you were to come over, but I don't, I'm not sure at what age you kind of introduce your kids to to guns or anything, but you know, my son is four mm-hmm. and my daughter is, ten, <clears throat> excuse me, 10, you know, so to have that instruction with them and show them like, you know, kind of gun safety. The only thing I really would know is like a hunter safety class. Yeah. Yeah. We could certainly do something like that. Um, yeah. Hunter safety is a good, uh, is a good resources for that, but normally you don't get hunter safety until you're a little bit older, um, as well. So, a parent of small kids, um, I can certainly do some private instruction there and just go over some some different safety things. Um, but as well, probably in the next few months, I may be adding a more organized class as well uh, for some children's safety stuff too. Yeah, I guess my biggest question is, how do you get a four-year-old to understand the difference between a real gun and a toy gun? Yeah, that's going to be hard. Yeah. So you're just going to have to... With a, with a kid who's four years old, you're just going to have to keep live firearms closely controlled yeah. um, and have them locked up or have them on your person, have them secured somehow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you take private lessons. People can customize uh, uh, kind of – that's really cool. If they have their own custom requests for specific uh, gun safety or just uh, just tailored sessions, what's, what's made me – were people surprised at asking some requests that may seemed a little too far out there, but you're that, no, Hey, we specialize in this. Yeah. Um, most of the time, most of what I've seen is someone who is just getting into firearms. They're contemplating getting a concealed carry license and they're wanting to know more. Um, and, and a lot of times it's really eye opening for people because a lot of people just don't know what they don't know. So, we, we can get together with them, meet with them one-on-one and go through some basic things and, and then just go from there and start building some skills, how to safely use the firearm, how to safely carry the firearm. And then, you know, in a concealed carry class, we would obviously go through use of force type issues. What are the applicable state laws? 
where you can and cannot carry. And then I, I always tell people, go on and pursue more and more training, whether it's a one-hour class or whether it's a full-day class like we offer as well. Go on and get that. Some people are, are at times intimidated, intimidated to come to a full-day class. But what we offer is that defensive shooting fundamentals. It's a USCCA um, certified in, in course. That's one of the most prestigious self-defense training yeah. options you can get. Yeah. And in that class, we start off very basic, and we work up from, from there. Um, even before someone would come to a class like that, the USCCA offers a two-hour e-learning class as well that a person can, can look at, and they can get uh, really spun up on safety and some different issues, and then come to the live fire portion of that. And we just walk people through, and then by the end of that course, people are feeling f- a lot more comfortable carrying and using their firearm. I, I know if I were to pursue this, that sounds like this would be the path I would go down because kind of like I was mentioning a little earlier, it's, it's been several years since I used a firearm. It was just very minimal, just target target shooting and very controlled sessions. But uh, gosh, yeah, for, you know, you know, you hear people, uh, it just seems like uh, you, you don't want to just go into with owning a firearm with no training at all <laughs> absolutely and so, uh, uh, travis uh, do you get questions like that at the shop to people going like hey where should be my first resource to recommend is that like kind of a common question like that so if you want to just uh, be like hey i want to you know like paul's mentioning a little earlier uh you know my, my son teach them the ropes on, on on gun safety how's the youngest like that is that like a common question at the shop there um yes uh the, the questions come up all the time time i don't know if i've ever been how old i don't know if i've ever received the how old should my kid be when it it's time to teach firearm safety and again just like with everything in our it's kind of a scapegoat answer for us here but you know everything's a sliding scale right Mm -hmm. um i've seen mature six-year-olds and i've seen i've seen 22 year old kids that shouldn't own guns you know um and it it comes down to uh you know again uh, what kind of values that you want to teach and instill? Um, their guns are very serious. There's, they're, and they're always going to be very serious. Um, so if you take the measures to put the boundaries and your, yeah, you know, family's limits and risks all kind of in line, and it take, I mean, it doesn't take much to do it. Um, but it's, you know, you have to have a hard look, you know, at at what do you find to be acceptable. Um, you know, if you've got, uh, children with, um, you know, uh, that like to throw temper tantrums, you know, at five, six, seven, eight years old, maybe wait till 10, 11, 12, you wait know? to maybe mellow out a little right. bit. Yep. Um, you know, and it's like hunter safety has always kind of been the gold. That's where I was introduced to firearms. I didn't see one until I went to hunter safety. Um, and I'm not even, I had to have been third grade fourth grade i'm not even knowing the hold that is is that it's about right right somewhere in there yeah i think hunter education usually starts Fifth for grade. 10 11 12 years something like that age yeah somewhere in that yeah. neighborhood yeah um you know and that was my introduction to firearms i i, I didn't i don't come from a firearm heavy family um what some people might might believe uh but no it's it it's all comes back to what you're comfortable with you have to know the limitations of your own children um you know it gets and just because you might want 
them to have, be introduced. It's not a gold star. It's not a badge of honor saying I introduced my kids to firearms at six. Well, you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you should do that or shouldn't do that. It's your family. You do what you want. But if you can't have that objective stance and look and say, that's not a good idea, then I don't. Right. Yeah, if that makes sense, I guess it's, it's kind of hard to just put a hard number on it. Yeah. I, I like the example you mentioned a little bit ago, just you, know, you mentioned a sliding scale just by how, your kid is how, how fast they're growing up. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's if that's the right way to phrase it, but uh, um, it, and it's just kind of like you mentioned there too. Is it's it's always constantly changing. And I know we we're talking a little bit earlier about uh, concealed carry and and uh, or open carry and all the various permits. It always seems like, and we we're talking about at the top of the show, all the constantly changing state laws. I remember talking to say that several years ago to a couple uh, gun owners, and they said like, I don't know what it is now, but it seemed like for a while they said the go for the Utah concealed carry. Do you hear that still nowadays? Or is it now, uh, I want to say like maybe recently I heard like maybe North Dakota is almost up there with Utah or is it completely a different world now? North Dakota class one, I would have to double check on the reciprocity map, but North Dakota class one will get you 30 plus states. I want to say it's 35 or 37, something like that. So that gets you quite, quite a bit. Um, Mostly what people are interested around here is having that reciprocity between North Dakota and Minnesota because that's the most frequently traveled. Um, And North Dakota Class 1 certainly gets you that. The Class 2 gets you some reciprocity as well with some states, but it's not anywhere close to what the Class 1 is. Not as expansive? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Now... I kind of mentioned earlier, I wanted to bring up a couple of examples. I, there, there was like this old business law class I took in, in high school, and he would have so many examples for uh, just various stories for how laws would come into effect. He had so many life stories, and uh, one was, it kind of came an example to what your, some, your course overview here is, uh, what happens when with an uh, intruder happens, and you know if you have to get into like a fight-or-flight mode with them. And they, there were some crazy past examples, again, depending on the state, where if the intruder was harmed, uh, but, you know, he didn't, then he didn't die, the intruder has a right to sue because he got hurt inside of your home, even though he, was, he came in without permission, he intruded. Have you heard of uh, stories like that, where it was like, and I want to say, uh, this was many, many years ago, uh, but if, if you're going to engage an intruder that... If it comes down to it, you better be prepared for, you know, like you said, deadly force. I don't know, is that, again, this was probably like 15, 20 years ago, but uh, have you heard of uh, any instances or kind of similar examples of that? Well, I, I think anytime you consider use of force, whether it's in your home or it's in a public place, if you use force on someone or you use deadly force on someone, I think you can be expected to be either charged with a crime mm-hmm. right away or you can face civil litigation mm-hmm. right away. I think you should probably bank on that in today's world. Right? Yeah. Um, so having some legal protection in place, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm not a USCCA representative, but I know the USCCA offers legal coverage. There are other organizations out there as well that do. Um, so having that in mind, uh, you, you will face litigation. Um, more chances, more likely than not, Right. So having some protection. So it's best if you can avoid some type of situation like that yes. to completely avoid something like that. I so, agree 100%. <laughs> you know, there, there are, there's one specific scenario that we talk about in this class coming up on Friday. You, know, you, you look out your window and you see someone tampering with your vehicle, right? 
do you go out and do you confront that person when they're out there tampering with your vehicle or maybe they're trying to make entry into your vehicle out in your driveway? Is it a good idea to go out and confront that person? Well, North Dakota Century Code says that you can use force to protect your property, but does that mean that it's a good idea for you to use force to go out and protect your property? Or do you stay in the safety of your home and call law enforcement and then you don't even get into that use of force encounter with that person and then open yourself up to civil or criminal type issues? So these, these are things that we cover in that class. Better not to get yourself in that situation and keep your head up on a swivel to avoid some of those types of things. Because, yeah, if you do get into some type of use of force scenario, you could probably expect civil or criminal type consequences to come. And today's world where it seems like it's highly, uh, you know, or the legal system can go on and on and on, dragged yep. out and dragged out and dragged out and, and becomes more public. That just seems like a road no one wants to go down unless yep. absolutely necessary. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about beforehand. Maybe they get caught up in the heat of the moment. Uh, they see something going on and they don't think about what some of the consequences would be. Maybe they're in the right. Maybe they're doing something correctly and they use force correctly. They did everything right, but if they could have avoided the entire situation in the first place, maybe that's better. Now, but before we wrap up, uh, I, I want to make sure to mention, is there anything we missed that you, that you want to make sure that's known that's what's going to be covered uh, this upcoming May 5th there at, at, at your session? Yeah, I, I think we've covered a lot of what we're going to be talking about. Obviously, we're going to be talking specifics, and we're going to talk about the, uh, some very specific scenarios and how the different use of force, uh, uh, the use of force continuum and the use of force laws would apply to different situations. One of the analogies in the class, and I'll just throw this out here now, is if, you know, you are standing by a shark tank, and this is kind of interesting to think about, you're standing by a shark tank and you drop an expensive watch into that shark tank. Would you dive in to that shark tank to get that watch? Probably not, right? But if your child or a loved one fell in, would you then go into that shark tank to rescue that person? Well, we would say yes. So that's a great analogy when we think about use of force. Is my property worth me using force on someone? Maybe not, right? And these are things that we'll talk about. Or is my life or someone else's life, is that worth using force over? It might just be. So these are things, some specific scenarios, some specific things that we'll cover in this class. I, I, I very much like that example you just gave. That is so much to consider. Paul, I don't know if we could throw that uh, that image up one more time on the screen so people can get a link to that QR code. Uh, if, if, so, yeah, so there you go. We got it showed up on the screen for people watching the video version of the show. Upcoming up May 5th, at Brother, this upcoming May 5th at Brothers Firearms from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And if you scan that QR code, that will take you to a link to pre-register. Um, if people are listening to this late after the fact, uh, can do you offer, if they get there a little early, can they sign up right there at the shop at all? Yeah, I think they probably could. We we would prefer pre-registration, yeah. so we know food and all of that good stuff, mm-hmm. logistics. But, you know, if someone does show up after the fact, you know, the day of, we can certainly make accommodation for that. All right. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, now... Travis, uh, I want to make sure uh, we get just uh, some some quick plugs. I know we, I know I read that at the top of the show, but uh, just basic contact info or, or anything else that we didn't get a chance to go over that you want to go over here before we wrap up. No, I think we did pretty good. Um, I can get my shameless plugs. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Brothers Firearm Shop, um, uh, BrothersFirearmShop.us. If you're looking to shop with us, 
Um, and that can be nationwide. We ship all over the country. Uh, Gun Broker, Brothers Firearm Shop, if you're looking for rare, uh, used or hard to find items there, always reach out directly to us. Um, we can get you kind of whatever you need. Um, for the guys that are um, paying attention and if they really do follow, um, just got word Catch and Cook has hit U.S. distribution. Um, there will be more to follow on that on our socials. Um, please don't blow it up. We will do a pre-order. Um, that's it. All right. Very, very good. Brian, any other uh, uh, last-second uh, just things to promote here where people can find you? I know we, we mentioned your website, right, Ready for Ready Defense LLC? Yep. Uh, the website is Ready Defense MN, as in Minnesota. So readydefensemn.com. Otherwise, my number is 218-506-1700. People can certainly give me a shout or shoot me a text, and I can uh, get back to you, and we can talk about what your specific need is. And if people are watching this on social media or on podcast apps, I make sure to put in the description for the show notes two links to find both your guys' uh, uh, your uh, businesses online there, too, and social media. So uh, another way to, to find, find those locations at. So... Uh, Brian, Travis, thank you guys so much. This has been very informative. I wish you best of luck at, the, at, at this upcoming May 5th here. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. All right, before we wrap up here, we got a word from our friends at Muskox Snowblowers. Hey, if you move snow with a skid steer, you've got to see the Muskox difference. A patented back drag feature allows operators to blow snow while back dragging in front of obstructions. You know, garage doors, siding, and fire hydrants. Now this saves time and money while lowering injury risk by decreasing manual labor. The optional dual auger, called the Dually, helps the operator eat through big snowfalls, ice-crusted snow, and blow more snow while back dragging. And the glide plate, it allows you to glide over grass and gravel without ripping up the soft surfaces. Subsequently, create an instant torque of the lower cutting edge to break up snow and ice to better expose hard surfaces. See the muskox difference. Go to muskox.com or Facebook at muskox snowblowers or call 218-288-1905. See the difference for yourself. It's the muskox difference. Well, coming up later today on GFBS, make sure to tune in at 1 p.m. for Common Sense Uncensored with Kit Brennan. She'll be bringing it like only she can every week. Make sure to tune in at GFBS tomorrow at 11 a.m. John Roberts will be back in the studio along with David Waterman for The Great Reset. And with that, I want to make sure to give thanks again to today's sponsors at Brothers Firearms, CNH Insurance, and Muskox. Make sure you give a quick shout-out to producer Paul in the booth. Remember to like, share, tag, subscribe, and follow Grand Fork's best source on all the social media and podcast apps. And make sure to hit that notification bell to receive the alerts for whenever we go live. Also support GFBS by leaving us a review on Google or your favorite podcast app. Hey, remember, the Grand Cities are a simply serene place. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. <laughs>